Welcome to day four of Audience Week. At the start of this week, I made you a promise. I said, what we're going to be working on this week over these five days are, number one, helping you to identify, learn who is your ideal customer, right? And number two, the other thing I promise you is that you will start to figure out where to find them, right? Because it's great to know who they are, but you also got to know where you can go to find them, especially when you got a tool like Facebook. So we started four days ago, um, and on the first day, we talked all about the fact that you have to be obsessed with your audience and why that is so important, right? I gave you that example of of being a presenter or being on stage at, in a stadium and the reality that your ideal customer is, are those people who bought front row tickets, who paid the premium price, who bought the backstage pass. Those are your ideal customers. That's who you need to talk to every single day, every single time, right? That's where you need to focus your energy and that's who you need to be obsessed about. Then we spent two days, so Tuesday and Wednesday, we spent two days diving into personas. So now that we know that they're there, and here's a group of them on the front row, how do I figure out who they are? How do I understand the similarities and the commonalities between them? And we do that by building personas, which are a marriage between their demographics and their psychographics, right? And we multiply that by their buyer's um, habits, okay? Looking at how they purchase when they purchase, why they purchase. We put all of that together and we create these personas that tell us how we can, how we should communicate with the people on the front row. That's the entire point. That's what we spent the last two days doing, really helping you define that front row. But now, next thing in terms of what I promised you is where do you go find these people? But before we get to that, and we'll do that tomorrow, before we get to that, we need to have a little bit of a bridge here between, okay, here are the people and here's where to go find them. And that bridge in between what we're going to talk about today, guys, is when do they need to hear from you when do you communicate with them when do you communicate with your audience for example if you are um, helping people in the college process from transition from high school to college let's just say you don't want to talk to six-year-olds or, or people who have six-year-olds who don't have people going to college possibly might be too early Likewise, you don't want to talk to them after, you know, they've graduated from college. Might be too late. Okay? So, we got to know when to talk to them. And I know that sounds like a stupid question. It sounds like, well, duh, it's easy. You want to talk to the high school seniors. Duh, in that example of college, right? That That's, yeah, that's simple. That's overly simplistic. But is that being obsessed? Is that really knowing and understanding your audience? 
And you know, I'm going to say, you've got to be obsessed or you're going to be average. And you haven't listened to me for four days talk about all this stuff so that you can be average. So we're going to dive in today into this about when does your audience need you? When is it the appropriate time to talk to your audience? And there are three. There are three. Okay, three appropriate times for you to be talking to your audience. The first one, I call this the educate stage. Educate, okay? The educate stage is when you're solving a precursor problem that your audience will have. So let's just run with the, the example that I just made up of. You're trying to help um, children and families transition from high school to college, Okay. That's your, that's your whole thing. Um, let's say that that's your business. So if we're looking at the educate stage, we're talking about precursor problems. What's a precursor problem? A precursor problem is an issue or a problem that they have before they need you that leads them to needing you. If they don't have this problem, chances are they're never going to need you to solve the next problem in the lineup. Okay, so in this example, what could be a precursor problem? Well, a precursor problem could be uh, help with the SATs. Now you say, well, I don't do SAT prep. Yeah, you don't. And I'm not saying that you have to. That's why this is called the educate stage. Because now in order for them to need your services to transition from high school to college, the child must take the SATs. Okay. So if they must take the SATs, that's a precursor problem. So you can educate them about resources that will help them take and prepare for the SATs in order to have the most options for college, which will help with their what? Guess what? Transition to college, which is exactly what you do. Okay. So that educates phase for everybody, obviously, depending on your business, is going to be very different. But here is the key, and this is where I want you to make sure that you don't get stuck. Because I said it a couple of days ago, so many of us in business, we get these blinders on and we only see our product and our service and, and our customer and what we do for them. And we don't consider other things, right? But I want to give you an axiom that I learned many years ago. Um, and it has helped me tremendously in thinking about this, okay? Every solution leads to a new problem. So when this child who needs to go take the SATs gets educated that they need to take the SATs and here are some resources that you can use to take the SATs or whatever information it is that you provide for them, and then they now go take the SATs and they do very well on the SAT, okay? They come back and they get a great score. Now they have a new problem. They have a new set of colleges that they can go apply to. Now college is a real option. And that's where your solution starts to come in, the helping them transition possibly, right? We're just kind of making this up, but I'm hoping you're seeing my point here. Even your solution, whatever it is that you do for someone, Whatever that is, when you're done with it, it creates another problem for them, another opportunity for something to be solved, okay? 
give you uh, another example. Let's say uh, you buy a house in a neighborhood and it's a it's a it's a true fixer upper. It was a foreclosure, so it wasn't kept right. So it wasn't kept at all, and it's it's a mess. The landscaping is an absolute mess. The, the yard is overgrown. All right, but every other house on in the block is pretty decent. You come in and you buy the house, and somebody comes by and they say, "Hey, um, man, this lawn is a mess. I'll cut your lawn for twenty bucks." And you say, "Great, yes, take my twenty dollars, go cut my lawn," and they cut your lawn. But after they cut your lawn, you realize, man, everybody else has flowers. So yeah, my lawn is cut. But I don't have any flowers like all of the other neighbors. Or, yeah, it was cut, but they didn't edge my sides. See, the solution of cutting the lawn created another problem. It created another problem that needs to be solved. And so this is exactly what you're doing here in the educate stage. Is you are asking yourself and your ideal customer, okay, this solution that I gave you, what were the problems that you had before that got solved that led you to need me, that led you to need this solution that I provide? If you can list those problems out, then you can also start to talk. And you don't have to do all of them. You can just choose a couple of them, some that you may be passionate about, some that you may know a lot about, that you can start to educate your customer on before they need your service. Now, you're going to say, well, man, why would I do that? Why would I spend all that time creating content about something that I don't even sell? Well, there are a couple reasons. A couple reasons. Number one, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Know, like, and trust. So if you want them to hire you to help with the transition from high school to college, but they just met you, well, guess what? They don't know you. They're not sure if they like you, and they definitely don't trust you yet. However, if they met you and you gave them advice on uh, college tips, and you help, I'm sorry, not college tips, SAT tips, and you help that child get a better score in the SAT score, guess what? Now they know you, they definitely like you, and they've built trust. So now that the SAT scores have come back and you start talking to them about your core service, guess what? Now they trust you. Now they are willing to do business with you. Now they're not going to go look at any other competition because you have too much value in their minds. That's the beauty, one of the beauties of the educate stage. The other beauty of the educate stage is it gives you an opportunity to partner it gives you an opportunity to partner with people who solve problems for your ideal customer before your solution is needed. So now you've partnered with an SAT prep place and every customer that you send to them, they give you a referral bonus. So now you're making money for the education stage and you're building know, like, and trust with your ideal customer. That is the genius, the absolute genius of the educate stage. And too many business owners don't take advantage of it because they want to keep these blinders on. But you cannot be obsessed about your customer if you don't dive into this educate stage. 
Okay, so that's number one. That's stage number one, okay, of when your audience needs you. Number one. The second time is when is inspire, what I call the inspire stage. This is when you actually got to solve their problem that you solve. So this is when now they're ready for your solution and you got to inspire them. You got to talk directly to them. This is where now your personas come in even more into play in understanding who they are and how to talk to them about the product and service that you provide that will solve the problem that they are having. Okay. That's the inspire stage. That's the stage most of us know because that's the stage most of us stay in. We're always trying to inspire someone to purchase our product. What we've done this week is given you a tool, okay, with this framework of the persona that you can create this, this persona and, and this person, this r- almost real person, because you're going to give a face and a name to them and know how would I inspire this person who's on my front row? That's the beauty of the Inspire stage is that it takes you to a deeper level of communication, a much deeper level. Now, imagine if you stack these stages. Imagine if you took someone and going back to that that college prep example, let's say you took someone and you met them in 10th grade in the U.S. when they're taking PSATs and get ready for the SATs and you give them great advice then, great information then, right? And what I'm talking about is blog posts or videos on YouTube, okay, um, on these subjects. Let's say they get great information from you then. Awesome. They started to know, like, and trust you. When you come to the inspire stage now when they're in 11th grade or 12th grade and it's time to inspire them to actually use you, how much easier is your job? How much easier is your communication with them to get them to to inspire them to use you? Yeah, it's a ton easier because like we said already, they already know, like, and trust you. That's the beauty of starting to stack these stages together. The third one. The third one is the elevate stage. The elevate stage. And in the elevate stage is when You help them solve problems for their friends. You help them become a hero to their friends because they had such great success with you. And there's the key that I want you to hear because too many people ask for the referral way too early. Okay. They had great success with you. Whatever your product or service was, whether even in, in the educate stage or the inspired, they had great success. If you gave them great, and going back to that same example, if you had gave them great information that yielded success for taking the SAT, guess what? Now it's time to elevate them and ask them, hey, do you have other friends? Do you know other people who are also looking to take the SAT that we can also help? that we can also bring the same type of success to. You see, because people want to be the hero of the story. And if I had great success and go tell you about it and you have great success, guess what? I'm the hero. I'm the hero. And that's what your ideal customer wants. They want to be the hero of the story. They don't want to give a referral to something that eh, it may not work, it might work. Uh, They want to be the hero. And so you cannot ask them for that referral. You can't enter the elevate state with them 
until they've expressed that they had major success with you, that they can talk about, verbalize, and express. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. When you get them to that point, then you start to say, hey, let's now, who else can I help for you? How can I make you look good? Share with your friends. Let your friends know about the success you had. And there are tons of techniques of how you can do the Elevate stage. That's not really why we're here today. Um, I'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in here in Traffic Keys uh, sometime in the future, I'm sure, because we're going to break all of this stuff down in a lot more detail. Uh, but that's the Elevate stage, guys. All right, so the three stages again. Educate. You're educating them about solutions to problems that they have before they need your product or service. You inspire, inspiring them to actually use your service by building that know, like, and trust. That's how you inspire them, through getting to know them, getting them to like you, and getting them to trust you. And then after you've had success with them and they've had success with you, you, they can enter into the elevate stage where now they're ready to give you referrals. These are the three times that you need to be communicating with your audience. Now, they aren't the only three times, but these are the three main times that you absolutely must communicate with your audience. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you're completely honest, you're missing one, if not two of these. Heck, you might be missing all three, which would which would explain why you're struggling with sales, if you're struggling with sales, right? But you've got to, to nail all three of these. Educate, inspire, elevate. Educate, inspire, elevate. Let me say it one more time. Educate, inspire, elevate. Okay? Remember, where we started with this, I told you I had that, that axiom. I learned many years ago that's helped me a ton. Every solution leads to a new problem. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Because your solution also leads to new problems. So who helps them solve those new problems? Can you point them to solutions for those new problems as well? All right, everybody. That's it for day four. Okay, talking about when does your audience need you? When is it right to communicate with your audience? Tomorrow, we're going to put bring all of this together. We're going to bring all of it together on day five of Audience Week. And we're going to talk and I'm going to show you how you can actually find your audience on Facebook. Yep. Find your audience on Facebook. Facebook lets you do it. Right. Yesterday, we looked a little bit at how Facebook lets you, you know, get information on your audience for free. Tomorrow, I'm going to show you how they actually let you find the actual human beings that you can talk to. All right. I will see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great day.